Hi, this is Sam Chand, and welcome to the Sam Chand Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. So as soon as I got the message from Pastor Frank, inviting me to uh, come to you via uh, video teaching, and I saw the theme, Transformational Leadership, my mind went to the same place your mind went to, to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 where it says, among other things, it says, Be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed, renewed mind. So I did some perfunctory research in the Greek Bible as to what those three words actually mean and what they teach us. So transformed is about trans being transfigured. It is being changed. That means uh, it used to be this, but now it is this. It used to be a caterpillar, but now it is a butterfly. It used to be a chicken on two legs, but now it's on my plate. I'm talking about totally transformed. The word transfigured comes from that. Remember when Jesus was uh, on, the, on the mount with his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and he was transfigured in front of them? That means a total change. That's what transfigure, transformation means. The next word is renewed. Renewed means change for the better. Change for the better. So when we are coming out of uh, these challenging days that the entire world has been participating in, what we call our physical pandemic and the uh, health crisis that the world has experienced, transformational leadership says being, being transformed by the renewing. Renewing means Changed for the better. That means that we're not going back to what it was, but we are going somewhere where it is better. You need to understand that, that where the Lord is taking his church is a better, stronger, higher place. So, transformed, renew, and mind. Mind simply means understanding. How we receive something ways of viewing something, uh, interpreting some information that's been given to us. So before I get into the meat of now and next, I want ISI 2021 to think about transformational leadership, biblically, Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed is totally changed, renewing, changed for the better, your mind, how you understand something. So I want to teach today on the subject of now and next. And before I go any further, this is not just a teaching for the church, not just a teaching for the marketplace, not just sacred, not the secular, but it is for sacred and secular, church and corporation, ministry and marketplace. And what I want to do is to... Uh, have you think about three things. You ready? Three things. Three things. Your perspective, your posture, and your pursuit. Your perspective says 
how do we think about something? Posture says, how are we going to organize ourselves? Pursuit means, how are we going to act? I'm going to give you five ways to think, perspective, five ways to organize your posture, and five items that you need to act on, that is pursuit. Perspective, posture, pursuit, how you think, how you organize, and how you act. Let's talk about five things under each one of them. Uh, under perspective, number one is, what is your perspective of your leaders, of your people? How are you thinking about your leaders and your people? The way we used to think about people, the way we used to think about uh, our leaders has changed now. Because what you have noticed is that there are a lot of people who used to be very helpful, but in the last 14, 15 months, they have not been that helpful. Your leaders, who at one time were actually leading, but now have not been able to lead at a level that you expected them to lead. However, you also found the flip side of the same coin. And the flip side is there are new people and new leaders that have emerged. New leaders and new people who have come to your attention. People that were not even in your radar. People that you had not even thought about as being leaders have brought you solutions, have brought you opportunities, have helped you think about uh, things in new ways in media and graphics and marketing and social networking and messaging and camera work and light and, 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 and how do we get this message in a hybrid world that we're going to live in from here on. You have new people that have emerged. So we are talking about perspective, how you're thinking about now and next people. Number two is how you think about yourself. Because you have changed. Your perspective has changed. How you view, view the world has changed. Your relationships have changed. How you value things have changed. Things that were very important to you are not as important to you now. And things that were not important to you at all are very important to you now. How you view what people say and how they act. How you view your messages. How, do you me how you view your messaging. How do you view your content and its distribution. So how you view yourself as a human being, as somebody who's been assigned by the Lord into the marketplace or ministry or both of them. How you view yourself. So perspective of other people, perspective of yourself. Number three, what is your perspective of the opportunities that are before you now? Opportunities. Listen, there are opportunities all around us. Uh, the, one of my business friends is, uh, is uh, in the business of printing uh, posters and making uh, signage and uh, sticky stuff and stand-up stuff. And he told me that he has had the most brilliant financially business ever in the pandemic because he was printing signs like crazy. You saw those signs on the floor which says six feet apart. You saw the signs on the door saying, wear your mask. You saw the sign saying social distancing. You, you saw signage which says on the curbside, curbside pickup. So 
every every problem has an opportunity that is built into it pharmaceuticals have an opportunity mask makers had an opportunity uh, all kinds of opportunities come in the middle of a challenge it all depends on your perspective because every everything every problem gets monetized the glasses are uh, i have a problem that i cannot read close enough so this gets monetized uh, i got water in a bottle this gets monetized everything uh, i got different thing that are sitting around me so i have a marker i wanted to write but i could not write and so this got monetized so there are, there are monetizations because there are opportunities so transformational leadership asks a question what are the opportunities new opportunities brilliant opportunities that i have in this moment and this time so we've talked about we talk about perspective right now how you think about people yourself opportunities number 3 how you think about four number 4 how you feel about how you think about resources so resources are money everyone thinks about money as the only resource oh no the greatest resource you have is people the greatest resource you have is people's expertise the greatest resource you have is paying attention the greatest resource you have is the ability to think the ability to make decisions so resources are tangible and intangible so what are the resources that are available to you and finally number 5 under perspective is how are you thinking about the future how are you thinking about the future may i suggest to you the word renewal be transformed by the renewing renewal remember the meaning of renewal was change for the better so you have to not be thinking about how we going to go back there's no going back how do we bounce back no don't bounce back bounce forward how it's not about trying to recapture what we have left behind us but how are you thinking about the future may i suggest to you your future is brilliant your future is bright may i suggest to you that the future of your church the future of ministry the future of your business the future of your entrepreneurship the future of all your enterprises is amazing if you are willing to look at the future from a renewal point of view be transformed transformational leadership by the renewing of your mind that was perspective let me take you to the second word which is posture posture is how you organize yourself i want to give you five things under that to think about how you or while you're organizing yourself number 1 is your systems your systems and your structures number 2 structures systems and structures there are two different things the best way i can describe that for you is let me let me see if i can draw this out for you i think that'll be that'll be an easier way to to do this so if i was to come to your business or ask to come to your church you would show me something like this something like this which we call a system we call this a flow chart this is a system this is a system and a system is just boxes of what needs to happen 
ministry, marketing, finances, operations, so on and so forth. When you put names in there, it becomes a structure. It becomes a structure. So how you organize your system and your structure. Now most people start with structure. They start thinking about, you know, uh, Frank is really good and you know, Mary is really good. And we start with names. I want to suggest to you that you need to start with creating a system and then putting names in there. Otherwise, you're going to end up creating a smaller system for yourself. So back to where we read. Here we go. Back to posture, how you're organizing yourself. Number one, system. Number two, structure. Number three, meetings, 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 meetings. I call that death by meetings. Aren't you tired of meeting after meeting after meeting? You know what heaven will be? Heaven will be no more meetings. You know what hell will be? <laughs> you guessed it. Non-stop meetings. Meetings. So what's the purpose of meetings? This is a great time for you to organize your posture to have Fewer meetings, more productive meetings, more tangible meetings, more meaningful meetings. Listen, if you don't need to have a meeting, don't meet. Well, we meet every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. No, 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 no. You are boxing yourself in. The question is, do we need to meet? If the answer is yes, meet. If the answer is no, don't meet. If the answer is, you know, we can handle this by a 10-minute Zoom call or just an email, do that. So make your meetings tangible, make them actionable, make them productive, make them effective, and never leave agenda items on your meetings without asking these three questions. Who does what by when? Who does what by when? Who is the point person? What is the item that you were discussing? And by when, which is a deadline? If you don't have a when, it probably will not happen. Number four is decision making. Systems, number one. Structures, number two. Meetings, number three. Decision making. Decision making asks the question, who needs to be part of the decision? Who are the decision makers? Who do we need and whose expertise do we need in this room to help us make the best decisions? What information do we need to make a good decision? What is the timing of the decision? What is the deadline we need to make this decision by? Once we have made this decision, how do we communicate this decision? What will be the transitional strategy behind the decision? So I'm asking you to posture yourself, organize yourself for decision making. And finally, number five under posture and organize is how you're going to organize your emerging leaders. How are you going to organize your emerging leaders?
Remember earlier on I talked about new leaders are rising. People that were not on your radar are showing up. So the question is, how are you going to posture and organize your emerging leaders? Because the challenge is, your old leaders, I'm not talking about old age like, old, like me. I am talking about your present leaders, your older leaders will start resisting your emerging and, may I say the word, younger leaders. So don't be dismissive of, well, they are just young people. One day they will have more maturity. If you don't position them now, if you don't posture them now, if you don't organize them now, you will miss them. It's like, use me or lose me. You don't want to lose anybody. How do you want to posture and organize your emerging leaders? Then the next third item is pursuit. How are you going to act? We talk about now and next. How are you going to act? Let me give you five items under that. Number one is development. Development of leaders. Development of leaders is different from training of leaders. Training is task-oriented. Training is focused on something a person does. Development is harder to do because now we're teaching people skills for leadership. The soft skills for leadership. Let me give you a few examples. Soft skill is how to diffuse conflict. Not enrage conflict. Not escalate conflict. How do we de-escalate and manage conflict? How, how, how do we speak to people. Have you not noticed there are great people in your church who do wonderful work but can't get along with people? They're abrasive. They can be rude. They can be dismissive. They can be disrespectful. They can say things that are hurtful and demeaning. They can be people who create more problems for you. But unless you develop them, as to how to act, you're gonna continue having that challenge. So that's number one, development. Number two is programming, programming. The programs that used to work for us may not work. So I think every organization, marketplace or ministry has to ask itself, here are the programs we've had. Which programs are not working, we need to let them go. Which programs are working, we need to sustain those. Which programs we don't have that we need to embark on. Because that is the kind of questioning internally by secure leaders who are not threatened by the mere questioning of a program. See, no program is eternal. Every program is transitional. It has its value. It doesn't have its value after it has lived out its value. So number one was development, number two, programming. Number three, what should we start or stop? What should we start or stop? That's a great question. Can I give you an assignment? Can I give you a homework? Next time you're with a leadership team, ask them two questions. Question number one is, what should we stop? All these things that we are doing in our company, all these things we are doing in our church, what should we stop? Just stop.
Number two, right behind that, what are things we are not doing in our organization that we should start? The stop start question is a very important question because that will give you the now and the next. It will help you pursue to act in certain ways. The stop start question will be intrigued. You will be affirmed and even sometimes surprised as to what your team thinks should stop and what your team thinks should start. And then you can take each one of them, put a plan behind it, transition out, transition in, leadership needed for it, resources needed for it, and now you are actually acting on items that will take you into the future. Number four, evaluation for effectiveness. Evaluation for effectiveness. Evaluation for effectiveness. The challenge with effectiveness is that we only notice things that are not effective. But when you evaluate what was successful, so when, when, when you are studying leadership, we want to study organizations that are successful, churches that are successful. We want to study things that are growing and going. And that happens when you look at success, what went right. So what happens? Let's talk you the church example. You at church on the weekend, everything seemed to be okay. You are having your team meeting on Tuesday to debrief. And guess what you end up talking about? Things that did not go right. All that light, all that sound system, all that guitar player, all that door that does not work, all that toilet, all those people, all that volunteer. So we end up talking about what went wrong. Now, should we talk about it? Yes. But give at least equal time to what went right, what we do good, where are we being successful, and let's then do an autopsy, a post-mortem of how and why it became successful. So here's the challenge for every organization. Here's the challenge for every organization. You are here. You are here. Here are your horizons. And here's your history. And every organization, especially churches, struggle with, we want to go there. But people want to go back there. We are here. Our horizons are saying we need to go higher, farther, and further, and faster. History says, but this is where we've always been. This is how we've always done. So you see what history does is you can retreat to your default and familiar. This is the default and familiar. You can retreat to what is, you've always done this. You know what it is. You can do this in your sleep. We want to return to, retreat to, default to the familiar. Here, if you want to stay here, is to maintain. You can maintain. You can make a few tweaks, a few changes, a few adjustments. But it's not renewal. It's not renewal. It is just moving furniture around in the room. And consolidate what you do now. However, if you were to think about your horizons, 
It is where you can advance by learning, you can advance by growing, you can advance by enterprising, you can advance by leading into the future. So my question for you is, is your planning, is your meeting, is your leadership, is your staffing, are your processes, are your systems built for history or for horizon? Or you're just trying to maintain it over here. So let me conclude my time with you. Transformational leadership. Transformational leadership says to us, you can be transformed, that means changed. By the renewing, that means changed for the better. Of your mind, that is how you perceive, posture, and pursue.